0: You are listening to The Novel Writing Podcast, episode 105. Grab a cup, cozy up, and let's get to writing. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of a crash course on Kickstarter with Haley Fuchs-Danglin. Haley has used Kickstarter to fund printing for all six of her books in The Secrets of the Tally series, and her final Kickstarter in March of 2023 clocked in with the most backing but also the most number of books printed in a single run, and then she had a whole bunch of other merchandise and add-ons that were included with the campaign. So because I have basically zero experience actually funding or like doing a Kickstarter, my only experience is backing them. Haley, what is our Kickstarter crash course today?
1: All right. So I'm really excited to talk about this because like Colleen said, I've funded all six of my novels in my series and actually two kids books too. So I'm at eight books total and man, I should have calculated beforehand, like what that all adds up to, but it, it adds up to, it has been a lot of work. I'm going to tell you guys right now, It but it has been so rewarding and I want to walk you through every well, maybe not every step of the process because there's a lot, but I want to, I want to walk you guys through how Kickstarter works and what some of my best tips and tricks are for it. So, I mean, let's just start with what Kickstarter is because not everybody even knows this. Kickstarter is crowdfunding and there's different crowdfunding platforms that you can use. There's Kickstarter, there's GoFundMe. And if people try to tell you that those are the same thing, they're wrong. I'm just going to tell you right now. So Kickstarter is project oriented. So the idea is if you have an idea for a project doesn't have to be a book, it could be something you want to invent or like some idea that you've had for your whole life that you just think the world needs to
0: see. Like, like uh, I have no idea, an automated potato peeler. Oh, I ahead. can give you several examples of things that I've backed that are not books. Yeah, go so ahead. I have it's backed- probably better than my automated potato peeler. <laughs> I have backed card games. I have backed board games, silicone Ziploc bags. So like reusable Ziploc bags. Like the concept for that one was great, but the the seals didn't end up working as well as we had hoped. Other things that I've backed, I have, oh, on my my chair right here, I have a lumbar support thing where it has straps that will actually go over the shoulders and like cinch you back. And so you can't slouch. And because I have terrible (laughs) posture and I look like a croissant sometimes, that has actually been really good. I've backed something called Snatoms, which was, can't remember the name of the guy who created it, but it was magnetic atoms. So you could create atoms with these magnetic pieces. And I actually gave that to my niece and she loves it. So she's really into science now. I think those are the things off the top of my head besides all of your books that I've backed is just yeah. <laughs> weird random stuff that it pops up on my feed and like, oh, this is cool. I, I'm, I'm interested in that. Yeah, so it's
1: it. it's any kind of project that you want to bring to life. It's basically a big pre-sale campaign. But here's what's kind of scary about it is that Kickstarter is all or nothing. So you go into you create a Kickstarter campaign for whatever it is you're going to create for purpose of this podcast we're going to talk about books and you say everything that you can about it. You tell your story like why you want to be a writer, what inspired this book, why are people going to want to read it? You you're basically selling it, but you're pre-selling it and you're pre-selling it with a funding goal in mind. And that might be, you might say, I need a thousand dollars to print my very first run of books. And if enough people pre-buy it, that you hit that goal, that you sell enough $20 copies, that you are over over that $1,000 mark, then you get however much money was pledged. You get the $1,000, or if it's more, you get more. If if more than that many people bought and you've made 1,500 or 2,000, Kickstarter takes a small fee, but you get everything else. And then It's up to you to fulfill that. So whatever it is you promise them, if it's a book, if it's a gadget, if it's a new invention, you now take all of the money that they gave to you and you create the thing over the next six months or the next year. People know that whatever they've pledged for on Kickstarter, they're not getting it right away. Like this is the solid understanding of this is what Kickstarter is. It's it helps your dreams. You can make a dream come true by getting the funding up front and then making the product. But the scary part about Kickstarter is if you miss your funding goal, if you don't get that $1,000 that you said you needed, you don't get anything at all. And it's not to say that your your backers get penalized. They don't lose anything. It's just that no money exchanges hands. So what they're really doing is pledging. So they're saying, I pledge if Haley makes her $1,000 goal, I will be one of the people who puts $20 into the pot and then Haley can take it and she can send me a book six months later. So my experience with Kickstarter, with my very first book, I set a funding goal of $5,000. And I want to express to you guys how big of a deal that was for me at that time. I had never had $5,000 in my entire life, but I had been working on my book for 12 years at that point. And it was my baby and I loved it. I I wanted so badly for it to work. And so I went to Kickstarter and I said, I need $5,000. And... (laughs) Like that's risky, right? Like, like imagine if this is your very first book. Do you really? How confident are you that you can make five thousand? Because if you fall short, you don't get anything. And I was so scared, you guys, that I marketed my heart out. And I, everybody that I knew. So here's what I did: I got on Facebook and I made a post and I said, "Hey." I'm getting published. It's happening. I'm publishing this year. And every single person who liked that post got a DM from me that was like, hey, can I send you like an actual invitation to Kickstarter? Can I have your mailing address? And then, you know, most of those people were like, well, yeah, of course. And then I hand wrote, I don't remember how many hundreds of letters. It was actually hundreds though. I hand wrote out all those addresses, like I printed up the cards and I sent a letter to Everybody who knew me enough on Facebook that they had liked my post because, you know, all of those people are like warm contacts. They knew me at that point. They all got a letter from me that said, hey, this is my lifelong dream. If you could just buy a book for $20, I think we can hit 5000 and, and then, you know, of course we ran Kickstarter for 30 days and I like, I got all my friends together so that we were all constantly posting on, if Facebook was really the thing back then, I don't even know if Instagram was around, oh, my gosh, maybe if it was, I wasn't on it, but we were posting like all the time. And like, every time we'd hit a milestone, like, yeah, we just passed $3,000. We'd post about it. And I had like my street crew. It was huge. It was like this huge deal in my life and by the time we reached the end of 30 days we'd made 7000 and i was over the moon you guys but here's the other thing that you need to know about how kickstarter works is that kickstarter does not do any of the fulfillment for you it is just a funding platform and then once you have that money it is completely on you to do to fulfill whatever you promise people. So I then had to print my very first run of books. And my first run was a thousand books, which was why I needed, I did need more than $5,000. Like that wasn't actually enough to print a thousand books, but I had enough saved up and I had enough like in credit cards and bank loans that I took that like 5,000 was the very, very minimum I could get by with. So the fact that we had seven really, really helped towards printing those 1,000 books. And then once I got them all in, I had to mail them all out to everybody.
0: And so- Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, I have a comment because you're you're saying you're you're printing these books. This is you Mm -hmm. actually going through an actual printing company. This is not you're posting your book on Amazon and you're getting a thousand author copies. This is not Mm -hmm. you put it on Ingram Spark and you got author copies through Ingram Spark. This was you actually going to a printer or a publisher, uh, like a publishing printer. Mm-hmm. And getting your book actually physically done to your specifications, because your, your covers are <laughs> fabulous. And so everything is not through what we traditionally think of as like the self publishing platforms, you did this all yourself with an actual printer.
1: That is very true. And that's actually not
0: to say that you couldn't. If
1: you had told everybody during your campaign, hey, I'm going to give you a paperback copy, like there would be nothing wrong with doing it through Amazon or through Ingram and just, you know, doing the regular print on demand stuff and getting author copies sent and then sending them back out. But as Colleen kind of mentioned, I am very extra when it comes to my covers. And they had to be embossed. They had to have silver foil. They had to have jackets. They had to have the letters first edition printed in silver embossed foil on the jackets. Then when you take the jacket off, there had to be silver foil on the cover too. Like I had so many... Very meticulous specifications that I wanted in my books that you could not get through a place like Amazon or through Ingram or anyone who does print on demand. And so that was that was why I had to do Kickstarter is I couldn't get by with a thousand dollars and just go print fifty copies from Amazon and bring them back. I had to print a thousand copies to be able to get all of those bells and whistles. and it's just everything that I was looking for for the cover of a book, which was, you know, after 12 years of working on it, if that was the thing that mattered most to me, which it was at that point, it was worth it. It was extremely worth it to take on that stress of Kickstarter and not knowing if we could hit $5,000. But then the exhilaration when we did hit it and I was able to print those first thousand books and seeing them come in on a pallet, you guys, and then packing up every single box in my teeny tiny little apartment. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. So funny. I, I should try and find some pictures to show you guys. Not that you can do that on a podcast, but you know, like it was, it was, I'll paint the picture for you. I was in a teeny tiny apartment with boxes everywhere. They're like stacked up on the couches. They're stacked up behind the doors. You can't even move in there. It was very, it was very chaotic but at the end of it, everybody, I think there was 151 backers on my first campaign, if I remember right. Everybody that bought their book
0: at the end. Yep. And Colleen was absolutely one of them. I have and backed every single one of your Kickstarters. That is so exciting. And I'm yeah, always that's... excited to go look in the back of the books to find all the names. of like, huh, ah, there's me. Yes, and that
1: that's kind of one of the things that I have done with
0: every, almost every campaign
1: is that if you did that pre-sale, like help me out by pre-buying the book six months ahead of time, I would print your name in the back of the book. So there's a list of backers in the back of each of my novels, except one, that has the, the names of every single person who helped bring it to life. And, and every single printing, reprinting that I do of those books has those names in the bag. So it's pretty cool. That was kind of like one of the benefits Benefits that I offered to get people on board. So that is what Kickstarter is and how it works. It's pre-sales, it's a funding platform, uh, and then you do your own fulfillment. I also kind of want to touch though on what Kickstarter is not. Kickstarter is not something that does a lot for you. <laughs> it's What's really cool about it is that there's like a brand recognition where if you tell people you're on Kickstarter, like most people in our generation know what Kickstarter is and they understand, oh, that's crowdfunding. They've heard of it before, right? Like it's not something that's weird and they feel uncomfortable pulling out their credit card and entering their number. Like Kickstarter is very, what's the word? Not reliable, but trustworthy. Kickstarter is very trustworthy. So that's that's like one of the bonuses. but I think that there is this misconception that you can just go to Kickstarter, that you can put your book up and say, I need whatever your funding goal is, $1,000, $5,000, $10,000. There's this misconception that there's just a whole swarm of people out there excited to come pre-buy your book for $20. And the reality is that that swarm of people who are ready to buy is not real. It does not exist. The people who are going to back your Kickstarter campaigns are your friends. It's your family. It's your fans. It is the people you have connections with. And that can be through social media. That can be people who you've met just over the years. But you are selling to your audience. You have to take your audience off of those other platforms and get them to Kickstarter. And Kickstarter, I can't remember off the top of my head, like, what numbers they'll say they are responsible for but they claim a lot more than they should so kickstarter will say something along the lines of hey like if you put your book on kickstarter like i'm making these numbers up but but they'll say like oh 50 might be from your fans but 50 percent are just random people on kickstarter who have found you through us and we we got you 50 percent of those sales and The reality is, Kickstarter is exaggerating that by like a lot. So if somebody goes to kickstarter.com, and types in Haley Fuke, Secrets of the Tally, like they're looking for my book, like they are one of my people, they're off my email list or something, and they come and buy my book on Kickstarter. Kickstarter will take credit for that and be like, well, they used our search bar, so uh, we, we got you that sale. Congratulations, like we did that. <laughs> You're welcome. And it's like, uh, I don't know, did you really? So whatever numbers Kickstarter is telling you, like, they're giving you, they are very, very skewed. My personal experience is it it is like a 95-5 split of 95% of the people who back your campaigns, 90% of the money that you get is people that you physically wrangled onto Kickstarter and asked them to buy a book. And the other 5% did actually come, they are random people who found you on Kickstarter and decided to take a risk on you and buy a $20 book. So it's really important that you guys know that if you just toss a book onto Kickstarter and think that a bunch of random people are going to come and support it, they won't. And if you can find the one in a million exception where that happened, like, that's awesome. But please believe me, they are the one in a million exception. The reality of it is that you have to bring your audience over and that can be kind of hard to do. I guess that the best tip that I want to leave you guys with is that you always want to sell to warm audiences when it comes to Kickstarter. You want to have that be, like I said, the the friends and family in your life who you send letters to, the people who know you on Facebook, who know that this has been your journey for a long time. Those are the people you want to sell to. And I've, I've done a lot of experimenting too with running ads, with trying different platforms. And I can kind of give you guys like a little snapshot of what has and what hasn't worked. I would say in all my time running ads, the ads that have worked well are the ones that I just used to reach my own warm audience. Like, because if you are on something like Facebook, and I use Facebook a lot because that's, you know, that's the one that I've had the most success with. I would say use ads to reach your own people because a lot of times when you post something, not everybody gets that post unless it's like super interesting and got a ton of likes. Most of your following doesn't even see it. So if you're going to run ads, I say run them to make sure that your own people see your stuff. Because I have run cold ads where they're getting shown to everybody who has checked the box on Facebook that says that they like books, right? And that it's not a very warm response. Um, And a lot of times it's a very cold response, actually. So if you want to reach out to those people who are like, Hold contacts who have no no association with you. You want to do that before Kickstarter. You want to build your brand first. Build a social media presence that people are already interacting with you. They already know you. That shouldn't be done during Kickstarter. That should be done... Years before, months before, that you build a social media following who likes you so that then when it comes time to sell, you're only selling to the people who already like you because it's very, very difficult to make a sale to somebody who has never heard of you, who doesn't have any affiliation towards you at all. But if you can build those social media followings first, then that is really helpful. So that's my best tip of all is just know that you're only, you only want to try and put your advertising efforts towards your warm audiences, the ones who already have a connection to you. And you can start that really early. You can start that years before Kickstarter by building those warm audiences, by constantly posting, by constantly, you know, making more connections, but know that When it comes time to actually make the sale, like the people who are going to buy from you are the ones who have been following you for years. And, you know, no matter how it is you found them, those are going to be the ones who actually show up and, you know, buy your stuff. And then I guess I will add one more thing, which is that your first book that you do on Kickstarter is going to be very different from your subsequent books because on the first one, people don't know you. You are absolutely brand new. What's going to sell the second book on Kickstarter, honestly, is that your first one was good. Like, if your first book was not good, if you didn't do like, if you didn't do developmental editing, if you just slapped something together and hit the publish button and it wasn't that good, all the people who supported you on campaign one and then got the book and are like, wow, it looks like she spent 10 minutes writing this, you know, they're not coming back for campaign two. And campaign two is not going to go super well. So a lot of these tips are for selling your first book. But the most important thing of all for selling all the subsequent ones is that the first one had to be good. And then obviously, for book three, book two also had to be good, and so on and so forth. So I feel like that is everything that I had to share off the top of my head for a Kickstarter crash course
0: Colleen, Do you have any anything to add or any questions that I can answer? Just one question. What okay. was the difference between your first Kickstarter and the one you just ran in March? Oh gosh. <laughs> that's a great question. Okay, my very first Kickstarter, we raised a little
1: under 7,000 on this Kickstarter and remember, you know, I'm I'm 8 books in at this point, six novels, two kids books. Uh we raised 24, $24,000, which is so it was so so exciting. And that's I think how you can tell that people do like your writing is that not only did uh it not drop off after book one it kept growing and growing and more people would find it and it's oh it I can't tell you how strange it is for that to have been my last kickstarter for this series because I kind of a little side note my secrets of the tally series I've been working on for 20 years and this is like the very final thing was running my very last kickstarter for it so I spent five years writing my first draft, seven more years rewriting it. And then it's been eight years of publishing all through Kickstarter and to see how much my audience has grown and, and now have like the feedback of now that I've shipped all those books out, which, oh my gosh, you guys, you guys shipping, Oh this shipping campaign
0: was insane. There we can were link to the video that you made oh, showing good. all of the books.
1: Please please link it cuz like just to give you a couple stats like this print run came in it was 9,000 pounds of books that arrived for my garage. Like I I I haven't done the final count, but, like, between all the books that we sent, bookmarks, stickers, pins, plushies, candles, like, we had a lot of merch that that people could buy on this last last Kickstarter. There were easily several thousand items that had to go into those boxes. And, you know, I don't, thankfully, I don't live in the same tiny apartment that I did on my very first print run, because there's absolutely no possible way this could have happened. But it has, it took over my whole house and I just had like this packing party of like okay I'm over here signing books you're there packing you're there reading the labels and figuring out what goes into each one you're over there like stuffing in extra bubble wrap and making sure they stay safe and you're the one taping them shut it was this huge production so it, you know with book one I, I, I'm i pretty sure I mailed them all myself I guess I had a little bit of help, but by the time you get to a $24,000 Kickstarter campaign, you um you guys should definitely come watch the video because it is hilarious how much of my house has been absolutely overcome by boxes and books and plushies. It has been really rewarding, but it's also the end of that 20-year journey, so it's it's very very bittersweet. But I hope that this has been kind of a, a helpful crash course in what Kickstarter can do for you. Just know that you you do really have to commit to it. You can't just toss a book up and spend 10, 10 minutes writing out your campaign and two hours trying to promote it. It really is a big production from beginning to finish, from the marketing to the creation of the books to the shipping them out. There's a lot that goes into it, but it can also really be what makes your career
0: so something for you guys to think about and hopefully that was all really helpful yeah okay that is it for this episode thank you for joining us and remember while your first draft of your book is supposed to be garbage your kickstarter should not yes you only (laughs) you can't redo it you cannot redo your kickstarters (laughs) and that's where we will leave you bye everyone the novel writing podcast is a production of tally inc To find out more about our writing resources, including the 60-Day Novel Writing Challenge, check out the links in the description.